Yes, Billy Idol. Rebel, rebel, rebel. But it's a rebel with a cause. By the way, let me straighten you out, James uh, Flippin. Wasn't a tent city. It's what made it all the more worse. The city of New York has turned the former campus of the all-girls Catholic school, St. John's Villa Academy, in Grasmere, just a beautiful neighborhood within a stone's throw of the Verrazano Bridge. I mean, so bucolic. Over for the housing of 300 single-abled-bodied men. Uh, where are the women and children? They say, well, women and children. All we hear about is single-abled-bodied men who uh, we know pretty soon will be on Vespas, motorbikes, uh, and just terrorizing people in their neighborhoods on the sidewalks and streets. With high levels of testosterone and no women around, you're asking for double trouble. And I got to tell you, uh, James, the neighborhood came out in mass. They were crushed. Many of the women who had one time gone to St. Johnsville Academy. And this old traditor, Jimmy Otto, the former Republican uh, conservative borough president who actually convinced the archdiocese to sell the building, St. Johnsville Academy, or it may have been the order of the nuns that were teaching there. I'm not quite sure which. To the Department of Education, dumbest organization everywhere in the city of New York, with the intent that it would be rehabbed, and become a public high school in the area. That was the intention. But then all of a sudden, Jimmy Otto, so traditor, this Judas, who's taken 30 pieces of silver and wants a guaranteed uh, five-year ride for his wife, Kim Peterson, who is a judge, you know, every five years. They go before judicial review. It used to be hosted by Frank Caron, the crooked one. Uh, and signed off by Mayor Adams. So he wants uh, lifetime uh, lifetime security for his wife, Kim Peterson. And he is selling out everybody in Staten Island because his buildings commissioner, he is the one who is issuing the licenses, the permits. He is speeding up the efforts. And you're going to hear a number of locations that are on the radar screen. I know it's going to make people cry in the borough of only 500,000 people. So that's why at the end of my speech, uh, James Flippin, I advocated to everyone in the crowd. Because Staten Island is 60% Democrat, 40% Republican. A lot of people don't realize that. In fact, in the year 2000, they voted for Al Gore and not Bush 43. But they are the kind of Democrats who, if a Ronald Reagan comes along, they're Ronald Reagan Democrats. And on the very day that Michael Baticic, Rudy Giuliani, was being booked, fingerprinted, and photographed in Fulton County, the savior of Staten Island, the savior of our city when he was mayor, how the transition had taken place on the very same day, 4,000 people had gathered up and talked about what has to be done, which is to stop the illegal alien invasion aided and abetted by a man who should resign, who lives in Staten Island, Jimmy Otto, with his wife, the judge, Kim Peterson, and they just want to secure life for themselves, and they're basically saying to hell to everyone else. 4,000 people there last night, 
It was not my rally. But I will tell you this. When I host a rally, I don't let politicians talk. No, Lou, you saw that. When uh, Lou attended the rally with uh, Sid, in fact, Sid will be with me tonight. It's not our rally. It's being hosted by the Rockaway GOP in the parking lot of Toys R Us. Five o'clock, if it's raining, be there. Me and Sid will be there. Nancy's going to be there. Nancy's coming. Many of you know that Nancy's the one who does the deep dive. She's the one who dredges up a lot of this information about the corruption. Both the Democrats and Republicans putting beaks in their trough and taking care of their lobbyist friends, selling us out by the minute. She does the deep work. She's going to be there, too. And I'm hoping all of you can be there. And if it's raining, bring an umbrella. Because we're going to have that rally. But I want you to hear what it was like. Because when it's not my rally, naturally the politicians talk and talk. And the crowd was getting restless last night. The crowd, in fact, I'm not going to mention names. We're booing some of the elected officials on the stage because many of them did not want to focus on the issue at hand, the illegal alien invasion. They didn't want to say that. It's so worried about how these words may come back to haunt them. We got to call it what it is. It's an invasion, and especially in Staten Island, I'm going to give you an update. Because Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, has targeted Staten Island. I would bet you you go down to City Hall, they got a big map of the five boroughs, separate boroughs. And where is Staten Island, he probably has Satan Island, the Forgotten Island, Crackerland. Because he considers you all crackers. He couldn't find Staten Island without a GPS. Or the aid of his other traitor to Staten Island, Democratic State Senator Diane Savino, who has gone on the hunt. She is a aide-de-camp of Eric Adams. She gets $250,000 a year to hunt out locations to stick illegal aliens, and she lives amongst you and acts like, it's not my problem. Yes, it is, Diane Savino. And I will tell you at some point, Jimmy Otto, you will not escape. We will bring our protests outside your house. Oh, yeah, we're going to let all your neighbors know how you are aiding and abetting the destruction of Staten Island. And I'm telling you, former State Senator Diane Savino, who again took 30 pieces of silver from Eric Adams, we know where you live, too, and how you are on point sourcing up locations to stick the illegal aliens on behalf of your Medici, your benefactor, Eric Adams. We're going to come to your house, too. There's no stopping us now. But I want you to hear the introduction. It was late into the night. We listened to about an hour and a half of endless political speeches. I got to tell you, I wanted to take that microphone, Justin, and I wanted to stab it right into my forehead. I could not believe that elected officials, many of whom that I know, are deaf to the concerns of their constituents. They want to hear about everything else. They want to hear about illegal aliens invading Staten Island. And they kept saying, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? We're taking over to high-style takeover while Adams is in Israel. Curtis is our mayor. Curtis All right. Many of you asked before, what is the plan? We're going to get into the plan. 
But before we deal with the plan, you got to point out how we got here. Because I warned everybody back in June what was happening out here. You know that. People said I was lying, I was making it up, that there would be illegal aliens in this former school. Remember that? And then where I worked, WABC, my boss, John Katsimatidis, was getting cauliflower ear from every deputy mayor in the mayor and city hall saying, fire him, expel him, make him retract that, make him apologize. And I told them all, you can kiss my ass. I don't buck, I don't bow, I don't fold like a cheap camera. As my colleague Sid Rosenberg in the morning said, and you all listen to Sid, let's give him a great round of applause. 95% of the time I've been right. What John Katzmatini said, when the mayor and everybody from City Hall wanted my head on a platter, said Curtis is more right than wrong. We're going with Curtis. We're not going with all of you. And it went on and on. Now, get to the plan momentarily because it's the plan for all areas of the city and the surrounding areas. You're not going to want to turn off on this. Coming up, there is a hit list that Eric Adams gave to Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb while he was partying, dancing the horror in Jerusalem. Whining, dining, and getting pocket lined by Jews with dual citizenship. Because they can do that if they have an American passport. And, man, he was making mad cash. Thinking that if you go to Israel and you put a yarmulke on your head and you go to the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall, and you touch it, and you put a little note in the crevice there that says, oh, please, Hashem, please make me a president of the United States. Somehow, you, Justin, Jews are so stupid to believe, oh, wow, he went to Israel, he loves us, we're going to vote for him for me. He's killing you back here in the city. But he goes to Israel, he dobbins once, oh, yeah, he's one of us. Yeah, a guy who loved Farrakhan, a guy who worshipped Farrakhan, a guy who hung out with Comrade Muhammad at the Nation of Islam Mosque in the 90s and loved Squee Louis Farrakhan. But I digress. Let's get back on track here. When I finished uh, my commentary last night before 4,000 people and nobody left, the, the lines were endless. It took me a half hour just to get to the stage, just in a half hour. Because people wanted, it, people were crying, crying. They said, Curtis, our equity, our investment. I'll never forget, one woman said, two years ago, I had an argument with my husband. My husband said, let's sell now. Let's go to North Carolina while the going is good. It's only going to get worse. I said, no, I want to be with my family and friends. I don't want to go to North Carolina. And just yesterday when we heard the bad news about what they were doing right in our neighborhood, the turn is what once was a magnificent female Catholic school, St. John's Villa Academy, into a location where illegal aliens will be housed. Where are the women? Where are the children you always say are the ones that you're giving homes to, that you're giving housing to? It's all single, able-bodied men. You lie. You lie every freaking day. And that's what I called them out on. And I reminded the crowd with the arrest of Rudy Giuliani, 
that there was that day at Fort Wadsworth, which also they want to take over for illegal aliens. And I stood with Guy Molinari, the former congressman and the borough president, as we aimed the cannons in the direction of my beloved Brooklyn and fired off the cannons. I was right by his side. In fact, I'm going to post those pictures coming up. And began the secession movement of Staten Island saying, we don't want to be a part of New York City. Secession was voted on that uh, election time in 1992, and enough of a vote came out in Staten Island. It propelled Rudy Giuliani to victory, and oh, my God, he saved our city. Remember how bad it was under David Dinkins. David Dinkins, the mentor to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. So think about that. Except I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to talk to many of the electeds out there who have been advocating secession for quite some time. I made amends with Joe Borelli. We had a nice conversation because we realized we have to be together in this struggle. He has been an advocate of secession, as has Borough President Vito Fasella and Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis of late, and I would think most of the elected officials and the folks in Staten Island now because of the way they're being treated Eric Adams views you as Satan Island, the Forgotten Island, Crackerland Island. That's uh, that's how he views you. You better accept that. And so I'm believing, wait a second, with the national elections coming up in 2024, if the Republicans are back in the White House, whether it's Trump or anyone else, and the Republicans are able to take charge of the Senate, they're all so close, and they hold on to the House with Speaker McCarthy. Staten Island could try to become the 51st state. And I know a lot of people would say, what are you talking about? That's just the borough of Staten Island. Are you aware that Wyoming has like 550,000 people, two U.S. senators and a congressman? Delaware, the home of Joe Biden, has a million people, two U.S. senators and a congressman. And Vermont, where all the liberals and progressives flee to from New York, has 650,000 people, two U.S. senators and a congressman. Why not? Why not? It's a blue, it's a red borough. There are no other red boroughs. You know that if you had a Republican president, Republican majority in the Senate, Republican majority in the House, they would pass that on. And Staten Island would be the 51st state. That's what I'm going to be advocating to all of those who have advocated for secession. Not secession because in a state, You have a lock on the state assembly, state senate. It's all Democrats. It's a veto-proof majority. Yeah, Kathy Crimewave Holcomb, they won't even consider it, even if everybody in Staten Island in an initiative and referendum voted for it. And then yesterday I had to break people's hearts. I took out of my pocket, I'd taken a page uh, that was provided to me from Diane Savino, who I had mentioned, former state senator, gets paid $250,000 a year now to be the aide-de-camp on Staten Island issues for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who needs a GPS to even find Staten Island. And she is charged with the responsibility of finding locations where to house additional illegal aliens. Now, remember, it's a borough of 500000 per capita per person. They're already shoving illegal aliens into Midland Beach, where I got arrested with Scott Lobato. That's the senior citizen home that they cleared out. They kicked the seniors out from the greatest generation to make way for the illegal aliens. There is now St. John's Villa Academy. There's Fort Wadsworth. 
And now I got to share bad news with you. Yes, Justin, I didn't want to say it last night. I'd already given enough bad news. I didn't want to crush people. The Staten Island Armory at 321 Manor Road. Eric Adams has given a list of locations to Kathy Hochul that are run by the state, and he has said, I want those locations, and I want to house the illegals there. One of them being the Staten Island Armory, 321 Manor Road. And in addition, from that piece of paper that was purloined from Diane Savino, the traditor at Tokyo Rose, there were four zip codes listed. Two of the zip codes, South Shore of Staten Island, which never has a shelter, never has any of the things that are plopped on Mid-Island or the North Shore. Nope, never. Well, guess what? If Eric Adams has his way, there will be illegal aliens at the New York City Park that many of you have frolicked in and played in and enjoyed over the years, Wolf Pond Park, right off of uh, Highland Boulevard through Chester Avenue and the parking lot there. And more importantly, from the federal government, they're trying to secure the use of the National Park Great Kills. In the zip code 10306 Highland Boulevard, going right past the ranger station and public restroom to the parking lots, right off of Buffalo Street, and they would put up tents. Look, don't shoot the messenger because you don't like the sound of the message. Diane Savino, sloppy, sloppy, and there are so many rats leaving the sinking ship of the SS Eric Adams that they queue up to give me information because they want this guy out of there so bad. They realize he's destroying our city as we speak. Tonight, 5 o'clock, Toys R Us parking lot across from uh, Marine Park, uh, one big sand trap, the golf course. Justice Stone's throw from Floyd Bennett Field, where the Rockaway GOP will conduct their demonstration. And let me just mention Joanne Ariola, city councilwoman. If you show up after what I saw you publish, oh, don't give up. You should all write letters to Kathy Hochul and email Kathy Hochul. Hey, hey, schmuck putz, what is wrong with you, lady? You not realize you'll get filed in the round filing cabinet if it's a letter? They'll be deleted if they're emails? That's all you have to offer to the community? No. If that's all you have to say, stay home. Because I have a feeling you're going to be walking into the belly of the beast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. People will steal from them, my brother. People will rob their own brother. People can't eat. 
this should be the theme song for the Eric Adams administration. It's all about cash money. In fact, if you remember months ago, Project Veritas tracked down Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, as they saw him preparing to go into a Doc Go national meeting of stockholders, and their intrepid reporter would take no for an answer. What's your relationship with Doc Go? Just like you. Just like- I have no relationship with Doc Go, sir. What's your relationship with Doc Go? You know, the mayor would not address that. Now we see that there is an investigation of Eric Adams' friends, friends of Eric Adams at DACO, who got a $432 million no-bid contract, never having done any work before involving migrants, housing, tents, uh, distributing food, anything like that. Never before a no-bid contract. With no transparency, they won't give up the contracts, because you know we'll discover the kickbacks. But now, believe it or not, Tish James, the attorney general, has, I guess, gotten tired of uh, prosecuting everything named Trump, Trump businesses, Trump buildings, Trump family, Donald Trump himself. She's investigating DACO. DACO, a medical services company that has a $432 million emergency contract with the city, is now under investigation from State Attorney General Letitia James. And you know what that means. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. All about kickbacks. You say contract. Eric Adams has had a history of wanting kickbacks for his cronies, friends of Eric Adams who have contributed to his political career. Well, finally, the guy had emerged who is the CEO. And, Justin, you know what his name is? Al Capone. I kid you not, Anthony Al Capone. Might as well call him Scarface, because this guy, the CEO of DACO, they got a $432 million no-bid contract for services they never provided before from their friend Eric Adams. And listen, he's asked, asked a simple question. What do you provide? For the immigrants. Anthony Capone is the CEO of DACO. He sat down with New York One to discuss DACO's work and criticisms. It starts with the basic necessities of being able to provide shelter, food, laundry services, security services. Laundry services, security services, shelter. They've never done that before. This was the company that used to set up the tents in the middle of the lockdown and pandemic. You know, all the tents all over the city in which they put the shrizzle stick up your nose and they ripped us off for hundreds of millions of dollars. So what do we do to reward their corruption since they were kicking back to Bill de Blasio, the other corrupt mayor? Hey, we give them a 432 million. No bid contract under the guise of Emergency Migrant Resource Center under executive emergency order of Eric Adams so that even my wife, Nancy, who could probably uh, be a safe cracker, she's so good at getting information in a deep dive, says, Curtis, they're insulated. Under this measure, they've redacted everything, everything. And guess who was the number one guest at the annual DACO National conference of all their stockholders in New York City, but Eric Adams, swagger man himself. What's your relationship with Doc Go? Thank you. So Just much. like you. Just like I have no relationship with Doc Go, sir. What's your relationship with Doc Go? 
And then he went into the meeting after the Project Veritas reporter was hiding outside. He didn't expect that. But it didn't bother him. He just wanted to let everybody there in Daklo know he appreciated how much money they were giving him. Listen to what he has to say here. I wanted to come through, number one, to tell this company, thank you for what you did during our difficult time. Number two, as much as I possibly can, to try to get as much money out of your pocket into my city to spend. To try to get as much money out of your pocket into my city to spend. You think that's an indictment right there? Well, you all should know that. Because Eric Adams exists for one cause, one cause only. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And you know, after the wheels touched down at JFK from his partying over in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, he actually was dancing the horror and getting wine dined in pocket line by contributors who have dual citizenship between New York, the United States, and Israel. He's going to head out to the Hamptons. What's he going to be doing in the Hamptons, uh, Justin? He's going to get wine dined in pocket line. He's doing fundraisers. Now, what's the majority of the people who in the summertime are out in the Hamptons? Jews. So you see, he calls y'all crackers. But when it comes to raising money, he knows that the Jewish checks don't bounce. And you're no longer crackers. You're his friends. Just remember, this is the same guy who worshipped at the altar of Schooly Louis Farrakhan in the 1990s. This is the same guy who would go with Conrad Muhammad into the mosque in Harlem, the Nation of Islam mosque, where anti-Semitism will flow. And you think, just because that's 25 years ago, that he doesn't feel that way? The only way you can guarantee that there will be a mayor, right, who fights anti-Semitism with Eric Adams as your mayor is if you keep making the shekels flow into the coffers of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. And, of course, friends of Eric Adams. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking about this is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. On my way back from the gathering of 4,000 protesters out on Staten Island, uh, outside of St. John's Villa Academy, which uh, the city, Eric Adams, is now turning into a shelter for 300 illegal alien single able body men. All right, enough of the music. And I got to tell you, I listened to our uh, election coverage. Excuse me. Debate coverage. Half the time, I couldn't understand what the hell anybody was saying. Hey, let me tell you something, Dominic Carter, Andrew Giuliani, Rudy Cosby, Anthony Weiner. When you're all talking at the same time and you've elevated your voices, nobody gets heard. If you want to prove that your point is the right point, let everybody have a discussion. I got to tell you, I had to turn it off. I couldn't make out what anybody was saying. 
Anthony Weiner is the only guy at this station who supports Joe Biden, supports the Democrats. I know we have common sense Democrats. The last time they had a Democratic thought was when FDR was president of the United States. So if you're going to do post-debate analysis, I'm talking as a listener now. You cannot be shouting over one another. I could not make out what anyone was saying the moment Anthony would say anything about the Democrats. So hopefully they'll use this as a precursor for upcoming debates in which if they're going to have a roundtable discussion, they actually let all points of view be heard because you cannot hear any point of view if everybody is shouting and trying to go one up. Anyway, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this. Can I have my Padre Filio Spirito Santo? So I'm gathered uh, at the 4,000 outside of what was a great female Roman Catholic high school last night, St. John's Villa Academy. And WINS had just aired a condemnation towards all of us by Santa Claus, Cardinal Dolan, who loves to give away our money to illegal aliens because Catholic Charities, which is a racket. You talk about the RICO Conspiracy Act? How about charging them with RICO? They take our federal tax dollars. They're all along the border. They give it to the illegal aliens, and they tell them, come on up to New York. And they pay for everything. And it ain't like it's coming from the Catholic Church. As I've said many, many times, go ahead in your local parishes. Try to have a special collection for the illegal aliens when you pass that wicker basket around on Sunday when maybe 10 people are attending the English language mass instead of the 100 people that attend the Spanish language mass later in the day. And nobody will put even in belly button lint. I saw I was eplectic. I'm listening to WINS, and I, I hear the Cardinal chastise us. Listen, listen to what he had to say to us on WINS. He wouldn't dare say that here at WABC. If we're going to protest, let it not be against people. These people have names. I've held their babies. I've, I've spoken to them and listened to them. They're good, decent, honorable, scared people. Put that uh, monk chant much lower, much lower. I want to hear that again. Yesterday on WINS, because these demonstrations of ours are growing, there are now thousands of people attending these demonstrations. A lot of them are re- religious Catholics. I'm not. I'm an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you won't see me for a month of Sundays. And part of my education and growing up was in Catholic schools. So I know the good, the bad, the ugly. But I couldn't believe it as our movement is catching fire and getting everybody involved who's saying this is the wrong thing. Eric Adams wouldn't get on WINS, not Kathy Hoko, certainly not Joe Biden. You barely put two words together. So who did they put as their front man? Cardinal Dolan. Santa Claus with our federal tax dollars. Listen to what he had to say to all of us. All 4,000 of us yesterday demonstrating. To the demonstrators who will join me and Sid, the Rockaway GOP calling for everyone to assemble 5 o'clock today. If it's raining, you better be there. Just bring umbrellas. 
in the parking lot at Toys R Us, Flatbush Avenue, right across the street from the world's largest sand trap known as the Marine Park uh, Golf Course down the road from Floyd Bennett Field, where they're going to house thousands of single, able-bodied young men with nothing to do, nowhere to go, who want to prove to a lot of young ladies that they're not suffering from erectile dysfunction. Listen to this cardinal lecture us. If we're going to protest, let it not be against people. These people have names. I've held their babies. I've, I've spoken to them and listened to them. They're good, decent, honorable, scared people. So how come, Cardinal Dolan, you're not housing them in the rectory of St. Patrick's Cathedral on Madison Avenue? Or maybe kicking out the Euro trash who uh, utilize the hotel facilities across the way at the Helmsley Palace? No, you're not doing any of that. Of course not. And this goes back to August of last year. When Cardinal Dolan, dressed like Santa Claus, was the first person to meet and greet the illegal aliens coming in on those first buses that Governor Abbott had to send to a sanctuary city and a sanctuary state. And side by side with him wearing his $5,000 customized suit, Eric Adams, and the receiving line from City Hall giving out swag bags. Remember what Cardinal Dolan had to say? These just aren't cases. These just aren't, uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> These just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. They're, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Yeah, with our money. What he doesn't tell you is Catholic Charities is not using any money collected in the Roman Catholic churches, they would collect almost nothing for this campaign. It comes from the Biden federal government, the taxpayers. We, we get, we have that money used. They are posted up at the border. When you come across the border, the first NGO you meet is Catholic Charities. And they, they, they ask you, what's your religion? You know, the likelihood is if you're from Central America, South America, or the DR, Dominican Republic, or Haiti, you're a Catholic. North Africa, no. By the way, I'm looking for the Ukrainians. I, I still haven't found one Ukrainian. Real wartime refugees. You could say real asylum seekers from that area of Donbass, which is going back and forth between the Ukrainians and the Russians. Not one. You know what this is about. Getting Catholics into the pews of the empty Catholic churches on Sunday. Where you could roll a Brunswick bowling ball through and not even hit anybody but a few widows who've lost their husbands in the past years. And they attend all the services. They're there Sunday. They're there for the novena. They're there for the stations of the cross. They're dressed all in black, old school. And then they don't come back. 20% of Catholics now go to church. They barely have any priests. In fact, what do they do? They import their priests from India, Colombia, Poland, foreign countries. It's the quickest way to get a work visa. Just become a Roman Catholic priest and you get into the United States. And they can't even find their way around the parish without a GPS. And then they do marriage counseling. As I told a priest one time, who was from Nigeria. Nigeria, right? What the hell do you know about marriage counseling, right? Have you ever been married? No. So how the hell are you going to counsel my marriage? 
Get the hell out of here. Hey, what do you want me to give you money to? Huh? Is that it? What, an indulgence? Uh, maybe maybe I could say I want an annulment for my many marriages, right? How much is that going to cost me, huh? What about all the Catholic schools that Dolan is closed? All those schools that were desperately needed, especially in the inner city, because you send your kids to a nearby public school. Oh, my God. You ought to do homeschooling because they won't let you get into a charter school. you got to wait a month to Sundays. But he has no problem closing Catholic school after Catholic school after Catholic school in the archdiocese in order to help the illegal aliens. It's a racket. They're using the RICO Conspiracy Act against Trump and Giuliani and about 17 others. I would use the RICO Conspiracy Act against Catholic Charities. That is a racket that uses our money to help people cross the border and immediately come to New York. Can you imagine an illegal alien can't barely read or write because many of them are poor and impoverished and they never learn to read or write. And boy, it's like Lotto Powerball. Powerball. Somebody from Catholic Charities is there, gives them petty cash. Ask them where they want to go. Nine out of ten say, of course, Nueva York. Next next thing you know, they're at the Milford Plaza, right, Midtown. They're, they're smoking uh, weed. Hey, does Cardinal Dolan go out there in, in Times Square and see what's going on? Does, does he understand? He took a photo initially when two guys got off the bus with MS-13 tattoos on their neck. And he said, oh... Oh, they're so grateful, really. Well, we're not going to eat that food. Well, we got to get them culturally prepared food. Cardinal Dolan, get out of our way. I want to hear that one more time, Lou, what he said on WINS yesterday, condemning all of us who are going to these protests. If we're going to protest, let it not be against people. These people have names. I've held their babies. I've, I've spoken to them and listened to them. They're good, decent, honorable, scared people. How many people uh, who are illegals do you have in the rectory there of St. Patrick's Cathedral on Madison Avenue, huh? Have you done your fair share, Santa Claus, with our tax dollars? You, you are part of the problem, Cardinal Dolan. The Archdiocese is part of the problem, and the biggest part of the problem is Catholic Charities. This is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. And the strangled cries of lawyers in love. I couldn't be angrier at this fraternity and sorority of lawyers. Here in our tri-state area, there seem to be nine lawyers for every one resident. Would you, you think so, Justin? They're always advertising, you know. Uh, they're ambulance chases. You know, they get steered business. But it's all about the schedule where the money is. So in this situation involving Floyd Bennett Field, Anthony Weiner came on the other morning with Sid. And it just so happens when he was the congressman, that was his part of his congressional district, and he knows all about Floyd Bennett Field. He had to go to battle against the Federal Park Service to put in the skating rink there, a number of other items, because it has such a restrictive covenant 
in terms of what you can do. And Anthony was excellent how, how he explained you cannot house people under any circumstance in federal parkland. It would be like saying we're going to put illegal aliens in the Grand Canyon. So naturally, what did Sid do right away? You know, he reaches for uh, the polyprep day school lawyers that he always calls, right? And unless there's big money attached, you ain't getting tachypena, that's for sure. And Idala was actually the attorney for Anthony Weiner. And he just totally dismissed what Weiner was talking about, what could be done in the federal court system. Just pimp slapped his own client, Weiner Dow. Listen. Anthony Arena is is correct. Um, however, federal property, they can say whatever they want on it. They can say we're going to, you know, put a federal prison on it. They can say whatever they want. It's their property. Both feathers. There's no man, money attached here. There's no big fat retainer, Arthur Idali. You're a disgrace. You call your, oh, my beloved Brooklyn. You won't even help. And there are a number of other attorneys that Sid has reached out to, I've reached out to, I got involved in a, a really strong argument last night with an attorney who, when he was a teenager, degenerate gambler in a Lucchese social club, was playing cards. And he was wealth. He's a welch. He wouldn't pay off what he owed. And he kept uh, coming back to the club, and they said, when are you going to pay us? And then, and then one day they got him outside with baseball bats. They're tooling him up, and I jump in to pull him out, and I caught a few bats on my shoulder. And I called him up and I said, hey, why don't you take the case on? You know, there's no money. Well, that's not my field of expertise. And I screamed at him. I said, I probably saved your life. You might have been a vegetable. You might have been uh, severely damaged. Still, they just want money. Today at 5 o'clock, I know that John Tobacco, who has been in the forefront of organizing many of these demonstrations, he's been there for all of us, not just Staten Island, but for Brooklyn there, for Floyd Benefield, and uh, for uh, Creedmoor, will be there because he is digging up legal representation for the residents of the Rockaways and of Brooklyn as it deals with Floyd Benefield. We're trying to get a temporary restraining order. Let me warn all the attorneys that we've all reached out to. If you don't even, if you don't even consider this, if you go ducking for cover, that not my field of expertise. Cause let's be honest. And some of you are listening now. You don't want to offend Eric Adams because maybe you won't get certain business. You don't want to offend Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb because maybe you won't get certain business. And likewise, you don't want to offend Joe Biden. Because the federal government oftentimes has business for lawyers. And so you give the people the business. Mark my words, Lou, and you can tell this to sit. If we don't have attorneys representing the people of the Rockaways, of Brooklyn, and we don't have it expeditiously, I know John Tobacco is doing his best. Uh, Justin, I'm going to name and shame these people right here on the airwaves. I know who you are. I know all the excuses you use. I'm on vacation. You know, it's not my field of expertise. You know, I got to feed my family. Meantime, you live in McMansions, right? You live in the neighborhood. You don't care about your neighbors. Look, we're out there every day. We're protesting. We're organized. The least you could do is represent the people 
in court to get a federal restraining order so that we can stop this tsunami. But if you're not going to do it, I'm going to name and shame you. More importantly, today, 5 o'clock, come on out, Toys R Us on Flatbush Avenue, across from the biggest sand trap in the golf uh, playing world. They call it the Marine Park Golf Course. It may be raining. Show up with your umbrellas. And I just warned City Councilwoman Joanne Areola, the Republican, Republican County leader in Queens, do not come with what you posted up and say, it's not a done deal. The lease hasn't been signed. Please call and email Hoko. Get out of here. If you're going to come, hey, you're going to be disrespected. It's that simple. And to everybody else, Sunday is the mother of all demonstrations. It's Occupy Gracie Mansion. Be there by 1 o'clock in the afternoon because at 2 o'clock we're taking over Gracie Mansion. Yes, it will be my 80th arrest, my proudest of all 80. And I'm hoping that many of you will join us in this act of civil disobedience because we got to stop the guy who just got back from Israel partying, who's going to be fundraising all weekend in the Hamptons, who just is playing us all for suckers.